Welcome everyone to a long overdue next installment of Drunk Agile. With us as always is the star of the show. <laughs> hey Nisha. <laughs> and uh, and the person that she tolerates, you know, to be semi near her is Pratik Singh. And uh, my name is Daniel Picanti. Thank you for joining us. Pratik, what are you drinking? I, I have this excellent <laughs> bottle of 12-year-old Blairatol, which 59.8% uh, um, bourbon casks. Uh, if, if anyone were to come over to my place, I would <laughs> not share this. I would drink it all by myself regardless of who came over. This is really good. Would you like to tell them the story? Would you like to tell our audience the story behind that bottle or not? Are you going to save that for some other time? <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. Yeah, um, well, the short, of, the short of it is Dan brought this over uh, last weekend and we both tried it and it was so good that Dan was upset that he was giving the bottle to me. So, yeah. No, that, that, is, that is one of the better bo the bottle bottles of whiskey that I've had oh, it is, in, it is excellent. in several years. I mean, it, that, I, I, I yeah. actually should be recommending it um, because then everybody's going to go buy it. But um, uh, fine. Um, I'm glad you said the short of it and not me. Uh, okay, uh, I'm just I'm going back to my uh, my Glengarry self bottled uh, bourbon cask, sixty one point six percent. So we're okay um, there, but um, this was um, because this is American oak. It it does it does taste more more like bourbon than than proper Scotch whiskey. But anyway, cheers everybody! Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm gonna I'll introduce the topic. We probably spent more talking about whiskey than we are are, are going to be on this topic because it, this this is as straightforward as it gets. But I think I think it's foundational to anybody's understanding of agile, even though the agile industry seems to want to push us in a completely opposite direction, a completely wrong direction. Um, and this the 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 tonight's lesson is actually going to be um, a little lesson in Latin. And the idea of the concept of ex post versus ex ante. So I don't know, Pratik, do you want to start us off with uh, with, with that or? Yeah, um, let's let's start with with the uh, definitions. Um, ex ante is you estimate, predict, forecast something, and you make decisions based on that. That's, that's uh, ex ante. Ex post is you have forecast, but then you look at the actual results and make decisions based on those results. So that's, so ex ante is more based on estimates and forecasts. Ex post is more based on actual results. Yeah, and the, the essence is essentially when you think you you actually have the knowledge, right? Mm -hmm. um, and this is this this is so much in agile is rooted in this concept that you can know ex ante, which roughly, by the way, roughly translated means beforehand. That's just yeah. really roughly what it means. Um, <clears throat> that you can know with one hundred percent certainty beforehand what the what the real value is for lack of a better word value so i mean so if you if you have a, a product backlog and you want to order by value that you can know value before you start working on it um if you have a product backlog that you want to order by complexity that you can know complexity 
before you start working on it. So, so many, many concepts in Agile are based on this concept of it is possible for you to know this stuff in advance. And not only is it possible, but you should know it. Mm-hmm. And if it turns out when you deliver the thing that it's not valuable or was more complex than you thought, that, that was a failure on your part and not a failure at any other part of the process. So yeah, help, it's, us, um, help us out there. It's, I, think, I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. It's, it's, it's one of those things of agile should really be about proving yourself wrong, not proving yourself right. It should be more just like the scientific method. It's it's the the you pull the prove the hypothesis wrong, not hypothesis right. That's not really what you're going after. Um, it should be about saying that hey, we thought it'll take this long. Now we've done a little bit of work. How long will it actually take? Or we thought this will bring in twenty million dollars. We've done a little bit of this work, and it's actually cost us more than it has brought in. What what decision should we make? Should we take at this point? Yeah, and this this is the essence of the Ditka paper. I know we keep going back to to uh, the don't don't be a Ditka paper, but this this is the essence. Um, like I said again, so many so many agile practices are like let's let's estimate value upfront. And to your point, we're going to say, hey, this feature is worth twenty million dollars. Well, most teams, most organizations will proceed as if it's as if that's fact. Right, that that it is going to be actually worth twenty million dollars, not more, not less, but but twenty million dollars. Um, and so when the thing gets delivered, and as you said, may, maybe it actually loses money. Maybe we spend on it more on it than we, we are. well. Then that was the problem of you know Pratik's estimation. That was a problem of Dan's estimation because we should have known. We should have known with one hundred percent certainty how much that thing was going to be worth. And sorry to tell you, I hate to break it to you. That is not the world we live in. And in fact, I would argue, I think we've talked about, I think we've talked about my definition of agile uh, on this show before. But, but my whole definition of, of agile boils down to, to one statement. And that is, you know, agile is all about the ability to make progress with imperfect information, um, coupled with the ability to change quickly once you get better information. That kind of gets back to what you were talking about before. We need to learn how wrong we are as quickly as possible. That, that's really that's really the point of agile. Yeah, and, and um, I don't know how much we can <laughs> keep beating the same point, but yeah, it, it's also also the basis. At least what I took away from books like Thinking and Bets, of you know, you, we're trying to prove out how wrong we are, um, and. If you start from the assumption that you're probably wrong about something, what you're going to do is you're going to make small bets. You're going to control your investment rather than rely on the return. So, yeah, it's 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 the same thing that poker players do. It's the same thing that most people doing any kind of investment do. You make smaller investments rather than relying on huge results. Which is interesting because we're we're not going to call out any specific frameworks. But um, don't you think it's interesting how some frameworks take the exact opposite view? Let's let's make our planning horizons longer. Let's get more and more people involved mm-hmm. in the, the planning process. Let's let's make sure we make that as big batch as possible, because obviously small batch didn't work. So when small batch doesn't work, you want to make the batches bigger, right? Obviously, that's what you're going to want to do. Yeah, and, and there's this, uh, to, to couple with that, and the second part that you mentioned, right, let's get more people involved. It's, it's this, 
almost false belief that just because we have more people involved and more people giving opinions means we're going to center towards the actual value. Um, it's rarely the case. Yep. So like I said, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how much we have to keep, keep beating on the, on this subject, but this is the, the crux of it is anytime somebody comes to you and says, you should know something upfront, you should know value, you should know complexity, you should know, you know, um, person hours, you should, whatever you should before, before any work is done, before you know anything about it, um, you should be extremely, extremely, extremely uh, skeptical. I want to, if, you know, if I can, I want to, I want to end by paraphrasing, uh, Pratik and I talk about uh, Taleb's work a lot. Um, and so I want to, I want to end by just kind of paraphrasing what, what he says, which I think captures what we're talking about perfectly. Um, and so it says, he, he talks, he's, he, he talks about fallacies when it comes to, uh, you know, manage, especially managing an investment portfolio. And he says, one fallacy is that it is possible to forecast value with sufficient accuracy ex ante to facilitate the optimal allocation of risk ex post. Hmm. Right. So rewind that and, and re-listen re, re, re to that sentence over and over and over again. You cannot know, you cannot forecast value ex ante uh, to optimize risk, risk-adjusted returns essentially ex post. It's impossible to do. The second you get that uh, the concept in your head, you'll be a much, much happier person. I think you'll be a much more effective agile practitioner. Pratik, the last word before we wrap up. Um, yeah, prove yourself wrong. <laughs> That's the only way you learn. That's the only way you learn. If you're proving yourself right, you're not learning. And that's the whole point of Agile. How do we learn to get better all the time? And Nisha has stood up because she knows Pratik is wrong every single day of the year. So isn't that right, Nisha? Uh-oh, uh-oh, got a scratch. It's a, it's a scratch. Um, so that's it. We'll uh, we'll return to maybe something a little bit less philosophical, maybe something a little bit more practical next time. Like uh, like we should maybe do the um, uh, if your process isn't operated predictably, how could it? How could you ever possibly want to make? How could you ever possibly be able to make a predictable forecast? So maybe maybe we'll talk about that next. Kind of kind of yeah. We could we could probably take a cue from today and kind of move into that too. Yep. <laughs> Okay, so for Nisha, who is just, you know, has just become overwhelmed and passed out um, with having to put up with Pratik, I know it's a burden. I know it's a burden. Uh, and for Pratik Singh, my name is Daniel Vacanti. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will see you in the next episode. Good night, everybody. <laughs>